Welcome to Scrap Metal Podcast number 15. Number 15. Can you give me a number 15? How are you, Maddie? My co host to my right, Mellow Maddie. I am your host, Mellow Maddie. How are we doing, my lovely people out there tonight? Maddie, how are you doing tonight? Woo! Boy, you are wound up. You sound like an old black preacher. I know. I don't know what the fuck that was no, over. Maybe because I'm just feeling like we're in the mood tonight, yeah, my lovely people. Maybe because it's 90 degrees in here, too. Yeah, you fucking asshole. <laughs> 98 degrees in here. Jesus Christ. Fuck them. I know. I'm doing very well. Good evening, everyone. Yes. We're back. We are you back and... for another podcast, yep. and we love it. Yes, 15. Can we're you believe in, it? We're in adolescence. Are we? Yeah. Well, the podcast is. <laughs> We are adolescents. Very true. Podcast just entered adolescence. That awkward stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable need. So, Maddie, yes. we are back and we are doing this again because yes. we love it and we live it. We breathe it. We fuck it. We shit it. Yes. Yes. All that stuff. So, tonight, uh, we're going to talk about the one and only Elvis Presley. I know that might shock a lot of people. Yes. But we're going to, you know, we're going down the beaten path tonight. For a, a so-called metal podcast, yeah, yeah. you know it's called scrap metal. But right. you know, we like I, we mentioned before, we do dabble into other areas and genres of rock. And on the birth of metal, we kind of got into how Elvis influenced all this stuff. Exactly. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's, it's fair. And you it's know, my game. love, I've I've pro- proclaimed and confessed my love for Roy Orbison in the past. Yeah. So it's perfectly fitting to do this podcast perfectly. and give it a right. at least give it some uh, love. Right. We're gonna go. And, Back to where it started. And we respect Elvis. You and I both respect Elvis. Love Elvis. He uh, definitely paved the way for a lot of musicians, and not just in rock, but, you know, pop, hip-hop. Everything. Country. Especially yeah. country. Right. So, And we're coming up on an anniversary of his of death. Yes, August 16th, I believe. 1990. 19... <laughs> Maybe. Getting you what? <laughs> no, 1977. I was That's four. right. He died on the toilet, right, of heart disease, he but... He did. Well, no spoilers here. We want to work up to that, That's right? true. Yeah. But no, we'll he get, did. He, uh, we'll, get any, we'll get there. Yeah. I don't think it was a big surprise Elvis died. He was pretty bloated through much of the 70s. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He's busting out of his fucking white suit. <laughs> his, yeah. His jumpsuit. His Doing karate fucking, kicks. His little fucking bulge. <laughs> Yeah, but we lost Elvis 44 years ago Yeah, uh, coming up. I mean, you know. Well, before we get into all yes, that yes, bullshit, yes. Right. we're going to talk a little bit. We, get, we have to get to our little, you know, our one thing we always do, like to at least do, yeah. is our music tidbit extravaganza. What the fuck? That was terrible. Excuse me. Come on. Retake that. Let's get to our music news tidbit extravaganza. Cut. Fucking cut. All right. Let's do this. So I want to talk about Guns N' Roses first. Do you? They started their tour. Yeah. And all the band, all the original members are back together except who? Uh, Steven Adler? Yes. I don't think uh, Izzy Stradlin's no, in the band anymore. No, either. he's not. He, he left long. years ago now. He left years ago. Yeah. 
So they're on tour. Yeah. They're working on a new album. Oh, they are. And they released, yes, and they released a new that. song yeah. called Absurd. Mm. And I and heard you me, love it. Mm. <laughs> and let me tell you, people, this song is exactly what the title means. It's absurd. The song is fucking trash. It's terrible. I feel like they, I feel like they auto-tuned a lot of Axel's voice. It doesn't even sound like him, Maddie. Obviously, it still sounds like, you know, Slash and Duff, like the boys itself, but Axel himself... Man, I don't know what they would think. It doesn't even sound, honestly, it doesn't even you have I know you haven't listened to it yet, right? No, I haven't heard it at all, so I'm You listen to it later on. I will. Or tomorrow. But people that have listened to it, you can tell it just doesn't sound like a typical Guns N' Roses song, you know? This is the first song they've recorded in years, right? Since they yes. parted ways ninety six or whatever. And what I as far as I know, it was supposed to be a song that was originally supposed to be put and made for a Chinese democracy. Oh, I did hear which that. Which came okay. out in two thousand six. Okay. And then that was a work in progress for years, and everyone's like, oh, that's not going to come out. That's oh, never going to come out. And remember, it finally came out in 06 or 07. And it was, it it was okay. It wasn't awful. The song, that's really since, the song that really stood out to me in that album was This I Love, which is like a ballad. Okay. Really good. Yeah, I can't think of anything offhand. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have to re-listen cha- to yeah, it. Yeah, really I remember good. at the time listening to it thinking, it's not bad. It yeah. should have been a masterpiece if it took 15 years to yeah. make. So Axel didn't write this with Slash then. He wrote not it. Not that I know of. Okay. He stopped, I mean, they... they According to what I, like I said, what I read and I, what I understand, I'm not just saying this, I don't know, I'm 100% sure, but it was originally written to a point. It wasn't fully written, it wasn't completed, but actually already, you know, it was in the process and it was originally supposed to be for a Chinese democracy, like yeah. stated. And then they just fine-tuned it and maybe changed things up. Things up. Okay. And called it absurd because, like yeah. I said, it is absurd. What are the, what's it about? Any idea? What are the, what's the... It's, it's, the, I start off with him going, wow! And it says, "Listen, all you motherfuckers, that's a song that you have to hear." I'm looking at the lyrics. I only was like, "Look, it was just so bad." I have to. It chills. sounded like lyric, those lyrics should be like almost like Les Claypool. Les Claypool would sing in prim, like a Primus jam. Oh, like you a know? kind of a goofy but thing, not but yeah. made for right. Axel and the Boys. Yeah, only so less I don't want. Like I said, I don't want to. You know, no. beat, the, beat a dead horse and talk too much about it because I'll, you know, blow my brains out. Sometimes up. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. So you didn't even know you made a Guns N' Roses reference. I know, I didn't, I love I didn't that even song know that. From you, losing. So honestly, let's uh, let's move on from that. I said my piece. You have to give it a listen to. Then once you listen to it, you can tell me what you think about it. Yeah. And uh, sure that's I won't that. Like it. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing in the in the lovely world of music that I re- thoroughly enjoyed seeing and reading about, and would like to discuss real quick. Is that the Foo Fighters recently played a show in um, Kansas and Boner Springs, to be exact, mm. last Thursday, this past Thursday? And I guess they were playing at the Azora Amphitheater, yeah. which drew thousands and thousands of fans. Was that Wichita? Who knows? Because <laughs> the fuck, they suck out there. Kansas. Just kidding, Kansas. We love you. We want you to listen to us more. Mm. It also Represent. saw protesters from the Westboro Baptist Church gather outside to push against the band and their ideals. There were protesters out there with song, sorry, signs that said, God hates your idols, God hates pride, and God is your enemy, and more and more. Like, what does that mean, God is, hates pride? It doesn't even make any sense. Does that mean God hates, like, gay pride and like, LBGTQ pride? Is that what that means? Oh, maybe. That's what but, I'm thinking. What does the foo, Do the Foo Fighters even embrace that stuff? I mean, obviously, they're tolerant of it, but they're not, like, uh, they're not up there with a rainbow flag behind them every show. I don't no, know. I don't a, that's a weird church. They protest, like, uh, veterans coming home from war, calling them baby killers and whatnot. Yeah, I think they just do it for uh, attention. I think so, too. Uh, 
But the most, the funniest thing about this whole ordeal is how uh, Dave Dave Grohl, yeah. you know, lead singer and obviously founder of Foo Fighters, original drummer of Nirvana. Thank you very much. Mm, little, yeah. Little, uh, yeah. He took it. He instead of like you know being a dick or being an asshole, he killed him with kindness. He got yeah. on a, this flatbed truck kind of thing with the, the rest, some of the members of the band, and they went around and they drove slowly and they were playing disco music for yeah. the fans that were protesting yeah. and he was saying and Dave Grohl was quoted saying I love you you're supposed to be dancing you know it's all about love and your parents love this music and he starts dancing and then like plus playing like disco music right, you know right. like Bee Gees and all that shit yeah and uh, yeah, they just uh, he goes about it and like you know of course the, the protesters are sitting there going dumb uh, pretty much dumbfounded yeah so you know if you get a chance whoever listens and Check it out. Yeah. Just type in, you know, Foo Fighters protest. You'll see a bunch of YouTube and, like, Instagram videos that people were at the event. It's it's quite hilarious. That is... And, the, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. No, that's the best it. way to... Uh, <laughs> that is the best way to uh, to counter these people. Yeah. These screwballs. Look. Yeah. Would you agree that... do Be what you want. Do what you want. Say what you want, but don't bother me. Right. If you want to go there and protest, go ahead. But you can expect some backlash, people. Yeah. If you're going to go there and cause trouble in, a, in, a, in, a, in your way, whether it's protesting about God and this and being your enemy and that God's your enemy, like, what does that even mean? I thought God was supposed to be loves all. I know. Right? How many? I don't think they think that. They think it's a vengeful God. They, don't, they think God, uh, you know, passes judgment. you just worship Satan? Yeah. Well, they, yeah, that's true. To a point. Right. Right. He was an f- angel at one time, people. Yeah. But we're not, you know, that's very political. That's very religious. We don't, I mean, that, we can go on a whole different well, path on that of, one. Yeah. If you want. But, yeah. For the sake of argument, the sake of getting people pissed off, or you know, yeah. which we like to do once in a while, right. which I don't care. You know me; I'm very blunt. Stir, Stir the, pot. the pot. That's yeah. right. We'll just go with it. But yeah, with that said, yeah, check it out. It's funny. It is funny. It really is. Yeah, it's I, so Dave Grohl. It is. It's clever. Yeah. It's right. witty. We love it. Right. Move on, people. Just fucking do it. You got to stay home and protest in front of the mirror. Yeah. Don't fucking go out there. Like, what do you get? What are you trying to prove? They're looking for publicity. Exactly. They've been doing like this you said. for years. Yeah, they've been doing this. Kind They're of looking stuff for, years. for the attention. Right. And they got it. You know. So, with that said, yeah, that will be our music news tidbit extravaganza. Sure. And uh, we'll get right into the whole ordeal of Mr. Elvis <laughs> the ordeal. Presley. <laughs> Is it an ordeal? It's an ordeal of Elvis Presley. <laughs> we have guns to our heads making it. Yeah, <laughs> People yeah. are making us do this now. Yeah. yeah. They're so, that is so true, yeah. Manny. Well, go ahead, Maddie. I want you to start this little segment oh, off. Oh, jeez. Do you? Go ahead. Well, it all started in 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi. Right. Aaron, Elvis Aaron Presley. Yep. Born. <laughs> what do you mean, born? You said uh, he was January eighth. Yeah, January eighth, nineteen thirty-five, in August. Right. He died in August. He died in August. That's right. what we So he didn't. You know, he didn't yeah. live a full life. But yeah, go ahead. I believe his father died young. He was very close with his mother, like kind of creepily. So, um, I believe he had a twin that died um, right after they were born. There was uh, there was a weird birth. And uh, he lost his twin. Anyway, I don't know too much about Elvis's childhood. I think we should move right up to. Uh, well, I mean, you're getting kind of like dead over there with your your knowledge. So <laughs> I might as well have to pick up. The base I didn't get here. to do much homework. Yeah, and that's just typical of a fucking person you are. You <laughs> fucking chooch. There it is, the first chooch of the night. All right, go ahead. Go. <laughs> I have my chooch shirt on. Fuck you, JLG. 
But yeah, with that said, he was born in Tupelo, uh, Mississippi, Tupelo, right? Tupelo, honey. And he obviously relocated to Memphis yeah. when he was 13 years old with his family. Okay. He's regarded as the king of rock and roll. I right. think everyone knows that. Yeah. And um, he started recording in 1954 at the famous Sun, Sun Records Stu- Sun with Studios. producer Sam Phillips. Sam Phillips. There's a famous uh, quote by Sam Phillips. Go ahead. So Elvis, well, first thing he did was he went to Sun Studios. Uh, you could go in there and just cut a record. They call it an acetate. Yes. He uh, cut a record for his mother. and But the real reason was he wanted to get the attention of Sam Phillips, who was the owner of Sun Records. So he was kind of stalking him. He went there, he hung around, we cut that, he was talking to the, you know, he would hang out and talk to the receptionist and whatnot, and just kept at it, kept at it, and finally, uh, Sam Phillips uh, pretty much took him in. Well, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, he wanted a African-American sound to bring to a wilder audience. You know, there's a famous quote, He's, yeah. Sam Phillips said, if he could get a white guy who sounds like a black guy, he'd make a million dollars, or a billion dollars. Yeah, I yeah. think it, the, the, the words he used might have been a little more uh, of the time, a little more, uh, you know, maybe you say racist, but you know, <laughs> it, it was the Deep South in the uh, 50s. Yeah, but that was the whole point. And that hadn't been done at that point. And this was, this was the early days of rock and roll. This is even before, uh, you know, Chuck Berry. This is before Buddy Holly. This is when you had R&B and country. You're you didn't right. have rock and roll. You Not com- really, no. You combine those two, and that's what Elvis did. He uh, so uh, Sam Phillips got him together with this guy uh, Scotty Moore, the guitarist. Yeah, who was the lead guitarist? Right. Uh, what's the, what was the name? Bassist. Of that band? Uh, bassist was Bill Black. Bill Black. And the pioneer rockabilly, who was a pioneer rockabilly and an up-tempo, backbeat-driven yeah. fusion of country music and rhythm blues in that era. He was like real, like energetic on stage when when they played their first shows. Elvis was just kind of stood there. He was very sta- He had stage fright. Yeah. Bill Black would be like like bouncing off his. He had one of those big stand-up basses. He'd be like bouncing off the stage Badass. and get the crowd going. Yeah. Now, he, he was the reason Elvis kind of came out of his shell. shell and started doing the fucking pelvis shape. Now, do you know uh, who the drummer was? I do. I believe that was uh, DJ Fontana. Yes, it was. Right. Who completed the lineup of Presley's classic quartet. That is a classic quartet. Yeah. That really is. That That's the birth of it right there. I mean, you had other people coming up at the time, like Carl Perkins and, and whatnot, but that was... Uh, that <laughs> That was not Anthony Perkins. No, right? Psycho. Yeah, well, no, a lot long <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, long afterwards. Really, <laughs> I know that was a good reference. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Janet Lee. <laughs> Janet Lee. Yeah. But go ahead, Maddie. Continue with our yeah. lightning. So they cut these <laughs> these seminal, legendary sessions at Sun Records from you know fifty four, fifty five. Uh, they they started touring. I think he did the Grand Old Opry at some point. Didn't go over too well. The country audiences didn't love Elvis. Um, but I think... Uh, oh, and then the fam- most famous song they did during those sessions was uh, That's All Right, Mama. You know that's all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, all great right, song. Mama. That's All Right, Mama. That was kind of... Uh, they, were, they, were, they had trouble getting their uh, rhythm going, but one night Elvis pulled out that song. It was an old song from the... 40s and they all kind of joined in and sam phillips was just you know whoa we got something here it's like a lightning in a bottle yeah and it's funny because his first uh rca's victor single was heartbreak hotel well okay so that which was, was released in january of 1956 right so you had he was on sun records for a while but sun was just a small label sam, yeah, just to get him going yeah and then slowly he was getting bigger as he was touring so rca signed him i believe it was forty thousand dollars they paid him which at the time was unheard of that was the biggest yeah. sum of money paid for and it's funny because it's funny uh, piggybacking off that yeah 
and uh, it became a number one hit in the United States. And within a year, RCA would sell 10 million Presley singles. With a series of successful network television appearances and chart-topping records, Mr. Elvis became the leading figure of the newly popular sound of fucking rock and rock roll. Rock and roll, right. Kind of called like rockabilly back then for a little yeah. while. Yeah, had a rockabilly sound. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, they didn't. the record company didn't want him to do Heartbreak Hotel at first, or some people didn't. They didn't like it, but uh, they, they did it. And uh, yeah, number one, what's the matter? <laughs> Matty, keep talking, man. Oh, anyway. You're ruining the podcast. So, <laughs> the podcast. Thanks. I'll just shut you my mic up. fucking though. asshole. Go ahead, my motherfucking buddy here. So the uh, the other person to enter at this point, which who would uh, pretty much determine Elvis's career, was the Colonel. Do you know the Colonel? Colonel yes, S- Colonel Tom Parker. No, Colonel Sanders, the KFC chicken guy. No, it's Colonel Parker. Yeah I, yeah, I know that. <laughs> Colonel Tom Parker. I wish it was Colonel Sanders. I know, right? Freaking finger looking good. <laughs> so he came in and uh, took over. And yeah, Elvis put him on the road. Everything was going great. Building up, building up until, mm, what, 1959? The yeah, because he, he went to the... Uncle Sam came Uncle calling. Uncle Sam came calling, knocking on his doubt. Right, saying... On his doubt. Because people forget, kids, if you forget, there was a draft up until the 70s. But don't forget, yeah. b- b- I mean, p- to... Backtrack a little bit. We forgot to mention that oh, I believe sure. in November of 1956, Presley made his film debut in Love Me Tender. Oh, okay. And then he was drafted. Oh, he was drafted in the military in 1958. 58, okay. T- in the tail end of 58, so technically 58. Okay. And then I guess after that, he relaunched his re- uh, recording career two years later with some of his most commercially successful work. Then he got. And then he really started. That's when he it. fucking blew up. Concerts, yeah. more films, more right. money, more fame, right. more drugs, yeah, more women, right. especially when he married. Priscilla. And, and she was 14 years old. And he met her in Germany? Time. Yes. Yeah. What was she was, doing in Germany? God knows what. Yeah, I know. Looking for some dick. <laughs> some kraut dick? Some kraut dick. <laughs> he got, Look, she got a fucking dick. Mississippi dick. That is weird. I don't know. I, I don't know how he Isn't that weird? Her. Yeah. So he kind of lost momentum at that point. He with, did. You know? But you know what, though, man? He's funny because... I mean, I've watched. A few, I, have, I have not seen all of Elvis's films. I'm not. I'm not claiming to be an Elvis historian here. No. But I mean, I've seen a couple of them, and, and obviously Jailhouse Rock. But Blue uh, Blue Hawaii, dude. Blue Hawaii was good. What a great fucking soundtrack and a great yeah. movie. Was he? People kind of like make fun of him, but he wasn't that bad in those movies. No, he was actually pretty. He I mean, they got like, they got stupid towards. You yeah, because he said you know crawling apart and, a little bit. Yeah. But you know, it is what um, it is, and that's what happens to the. People can't handle the fame. Well, the colonel pushed him to that, too. I don't know how much he wanted to do the movies, but he certainly, once they started uh, you know, being box office hits, you don't want to keep that steamroller from steaming away. That's right. That but, is right, my friend. But that was a weird time for music. So you had that first wave of rock and roll. You had uh, Chuck Berry. You had Little Richard. You had Jerry Lee Lewis, but by the 1960s... Roy Orbison was Roy Orbison was the Roy 60s. Orbison, sure, yeah. Oh, he came he, out, man, and... yeah. But man, the, Roy, I love Roy Orbison. I like, but, I personally like Roy better than Elvis. That's oh yeah, saying. he had like an operatic voice, such a great voice, yeah. better voice than Elvis. Oh, like a 
Yeah, Elvis didn't have a huge like a range, like a big he range. He was just he was just so he was just a, he was a crowd pleaser. Right. He had right. he had the all the ideals and attributes of a front man. That pelvis shake, no one had seen that. They would only film uh-huh. him from the waist up on all the uh, like Steve Allen show or whatever. Yeah, because they, it was could, too derogatory for those yeah, times. And God forbid that was a devil girls twisting lost, his hips. Girls lost their mind. Literally, girls were dripping. Yeah, and they didn't even know what that was back in the 1950s. What that meant. The first like out of their puss. Yeah, really. <laughs> I'm so just. I can be so derogatory sometimes. Just in a puddle of their own. Who gives a fuck? It can be a puddle of their own ooze and booze. What the hell? Who cares? But yeah, he was like the first teen idol, too. No, he wasn't a teen, but. I mean, yeah. Before that, you had like Sinatra was probably the original one. But Sinatra and. um, What was his goddamn name? Draw a blank. I don't know. There was another guy in that era. Oh, back then? Probably Bing Crosby was considered one, too. Yeah, they were both in that time frame. But I don't think girls were losing their minds. No, they weren't they losing. They weren't. Right. They weren't really making wet spots in their no, panties. No, like to like Frank or Elvis. Right. You know, but you know, that's where it all started. That's where you know. So anyway, the end of the, the end of the fifties, Elvis got drafted. Chuck Berry got arrested or something for uh, he was uh, transporting <laughs> underage girls over a state line. Um, Buddy Holly dies. Little yeah. Richard. Um, Got religious, he went away. So you had that first wave of music, and then by 1960, they were all gone. Everyone was gone. That's when all like the teen, like uh, like Fabian, and uh, you know all that like kind of corny stuff came in. There was a little in between Elvis and the Beatles, where there was just nothing really going on. You know? Very true. Very you true. Know? Now I want to backtrack a little bit and talk about. When he, you know, was in Germany in the army, and he got together with Priscilla, like you're obsessed with that. It's almost like, man, what the? F- Back then, it wasn't a big deal, but like being yeah. the fact that he was 24 and she was 14, like what yeah. the fuck, dude? Well, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis was—he uh, married his cousin, and she was like 12, I think. So, yeah, that was even more fucked up. He said, "I see you, Elvis, and I raise you, uh, <laughs> a relative, and much younger." Do you like Jerry Lee Lewis? I do some of his songs, yeah, yeah but not his character. No. But it's funny, uh, um, now that I'm thinking of it, you, yeah. made, I mean, you brought up the point earlier, Elvis had an identical twin. He did. It was Jesse Garin Presley, but it was delivered 35 minutes before him, stillborn. Right. So Presley became close to both parents and formed an especially close bond with his mother, like you said. The family attended an Assembly of God church where he found his initial music. That's where his initial music inspiration yeah. came from was yeah. the church, which oh, well, that was common for down south folk. Yeah, sure. You know? And right. still is. Right, right. Being in the choir, putting yeah. the robes on, acting like Jesus is going to save them. I get yeah. it. I is, don't get it. Do you get it? I get it. I don't get it. Nah, not really. Yeah, fuck it. We're not going to talk about that now. Isn't that weird? So we could have had a, another uh, Presley in the world. I wonder yeah. if he if had lived, how that would have changed. Like maybe Elvis would have gone a different way, and we wouldn't have uh, rock and roll at all. That might, you know, it's funny how things might change the uh, the course of things, the trajectory, the trajectory of things. Elvis's biological mother was uh, finally like, later on in life, you know, stated as her being Jewish. Oh, Cause really? Because the Star of David it actually is a fun fact. The Star of David is on her tombstone. So Elvis was half Jew. I guess so, according wow. to what you know, the, okay. the historian, historians say. Interesting. I read about that the other day. I'm yeah. Just, you know. It just came to light? Exactly. Hmm. It just came to light, my friend. But you know what, though? Elvis, um, so it was such an inspiration. Yeah, we'll keep going chronologically, right? Into, uh, yeah. So you got the, um, 
You got Elvis doing movies, making a lot of crappy movies, some good ones. A lot. Now, um, and then in 68, he came back. He did the 68 comeback special on NBC. He hadn't performed live in seven years, I believe. Have you seen that? He comes out in the leather. Kind of looks like Jim Morrison. It was like of that time. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 seen, I never watched the whole thing, but I've seen the, you know. Yeah, the, it's great. He's got Scotty Moore back. He's got DJ Fontana. Bill Black died in 1965 of a uh, brain tumor, which I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. You fucking chooch. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just found that out. Well, good for you, my friend. Yeah. It's good to let us know what's going on. And, like, I mean, like I said, I don't know much about Elvis. I just know the, you know, the simple fun facts and yeah. a little bit of the history and where yeah. he came from and, yeah. you know, what he did for the music culture. Yeah. And being, I mean, of course, watching stuff. Everyone knows it. Should know about Sun Records. That's I'm caught in a trap. I can't walk out. You know what I like? I like In the Ghetto. In the Ghetto's good. I love that song. Yeah. In the Mother Cry. <laughs> yeah, that. Love that, it. I love 70s Elvis, like early 70s. Right? Poke Salad Annie. Have you heard that one? Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. Good stuff. Good stuff, my friend. Now, here's. I don't think Elvis ever wrote one song. All that stuff was written for him. It was all written him. for him, yeah. yeah. Lieber and Stoller wrote some of the early stuff, like Hound Dog and. Uh, oh, no, that's Big Mama Thornton. Um, yeah, I don't think Elvis ever wrote a song. Never played an instrument. No, he didn't. Not really. Maybe had a guitar, you know, maybe name, knew a couple chords or whatever. But yeah, Elvis comes back in 68. Was it 68? Yeah, 68 comeback special. And then he was good for a few years, but then he slowly kind of melded into fat, bloated Elvis, which most people... Now, was that because of obviously the drugs and booze? Yeah, Ringo Starr had an interesting... I think they met him a couple times, and Ringo Starr felt bad for him because Ringo said... uh, you know, we have each other. You know, the Beatles all had each other to kind of commiserate. But Elvis was alone. And he was dealing with, you know, levels of fame no one had dealt with. You know? The, and the Beatles could at least, they were kind of oh my God, they were imprisoned huge, by they were, their fame. But they were like, they had each other to exactly. commiserate with. And Elvis and didn't have that. Not to forget about this point, because you mentioned it. We, we did talk briefly about Frank Sinatra. Yeah. But in that era... Prior to Elvis becoming so fucking huge, Glenn Miller and Frank Sinatra were considered the you know the the teen yeah. like, the teen, like you know just yeah. penny boppers. Glenn Miller, that big idolized. band, right? Yeah, Glenn Miller has some great jazz. Oh, man. that was 40s. great. Or Duke Ellington stuff. Yeah, like Duke that. Ellington, uh, Bunny Berrigan. That was the rock and roll of its time. That was like Especially, yeah, forties yeah. was, was was the beginning of that. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't rock and roll, but it was like the teen music of the time. That's what teens you know listen to what else did they have to listen to you don't have much to choose from isn't it crazy to think of a world without rock and roll though to even think like i couldn't i couldn't survive weird but no that was the uh yeah sinatra we could talk about sinatra too oh don't i mean sinatra's a whole other day yeah that's a whole i love sinatra him and i share the same birthday so yeah we both born december 12th and you were both born in hoboken right yeah hoboken new jersey yep (laughs) yeah hobo wait what when's your birthday december 12th you should know this when was he born though 1900? Uh, 1900? No, 1901, 02? Wow. Something like that? Yeah, he died, he died in, in 83. No, so he died in 98. 98? Yeah, I think, he, I think he was He was 83 years old when he died. That's yeah, he died a couple days before my uh, grandfather, actually. Um, wow. 90, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, anyway. Trust me, I would love to do a whole podcast on Frank Sinatra. You very well might. Which we will someday right. in the future. future. Right. 
We'll do pre rock and roll. Yeah. 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 Forties, thirties. Yeah. Like we have everything. We, we like I said, it is scrap metal. That's our name. But yeah. you know, we, we like we talked about. We can we can go deep into we, a lot of and things. We will. And we will, my friends. And we definitely will. Our listeners, our faithful listeners, our mass holes that are dis- disappointing us. <laughs> step up, people. You step up, people. Step up and listen, my our fellow mass holes. Come on. I mean, who else would appreciate the accents? I know. I know. Besides, well, obviously, the New England area. That's about well, it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, to get back on track, 1968 was a comeback special. Then getting to the early 70s, that's when he started like tail spinning. Yeah. Right? But one, one interesting thing. So, uh, Nixon made him his drug czar. He went to the White House. Really? Yeah. He, he, he literally made... Uh, uh, Elvis, a honorary DEA agent, which is how ironic is that? I know it's fucking crazy. <laughs> What's the, well, you know, drug addled at that point? That's but Elvis true. didn't like the heroin. He didn't like the weed. He liked the prescription pills. I don't even think Elvis really drank. It was all prescription pills and a lot of eating. And that's when um, he really went into a downward spiral. When I think Priscilla left him at that time too. She left him for uh, his karate instructor. Do you that's, know that? That's fucked up. Yeah. What the hell is she seeing him? I don't know, but I, I think probably Elvis wasn't performing at that point. Well, it's he was performing because, on stage, but not in the bedroom. No, no, he wasn't. No. And because, I no. mean, it, and after 68, you, come, you get into um, June of 69. Yeah. That's when it was his first secular non-soundtrack album from a Whoa. dedicated period in the studio in eight years. As described by Dave Marsh... He's it, good. Like it is much. a masterpiece in which Presley immediately catches up with pop music trends that had seemed to pass him by during the movie years. Yeah. He sings country songs, soul songs, and rockers with real conviction, a stunning achievement. The album featured my favorite Elvis song, the hit single, In the, in the, Ghetto, in the Ghetto, which was issued in April, which reached number three on the pup chart in Presley's first non-gospel top ten hit since Bossa Nova Baby in 1963. Wow. Yeah, that so, was that was probably it. After that, that was like the pin, that was like the pinnacle. Right. Then he went to the pit, and then he went to Vegas. Yep. He had a, a he had the first uh, s- series of uh, residencies in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. When Vegas was just a fucking sand trap. He was great though. He had like great stage banter. There was he. Did you ever hear that clip where he just can't stop laughing? There's some guy in the audience that's making him laugh. He had like really? a, had like a bad wig on, and Elvis just just in hysterics. It's probably you know it kind of makes. The drugs seemed fun at that point. And then he had the Memphis Mafia around him. So he didn't have a band, but he had the Memphis Mafia, which were like his like trusted, you know, group of 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 guys. It's true. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's funny because I guess 1972, he began filming with MGM, I think. Oh, he, did oh, he make movies? Yeah. yeah. Now we're getting to the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah. And... It was uh, this time. It was for Elvis on tour, which went on uh, to win the Glo- you know Golden Globe Award for best documentary film. So it's like a documentary. Oh, okay, it wasn't actually right. a feature film. No, he stopped making feature films in the sixties. So, and of course, he had you know consecutive sold out shows in Madison Square Garden, and uh, it was that that particular show at the, at the Garden in New York was uh, uh, recorded and issued in an LP from a, a foreman a week later after the show. Yeah. It's funny because he did so much. You, you you would think, just like looking at it, it's like holy shit! Like he did so much yeah. in the seventies. Besides, like getting fat and bloated and t- doing drugs, but obviously he wasn't happy with his career. No, he was extremely unhappy with his career. 
Yeah. He faked it a lot of his emotions. Well, and the you know colonel saying? always would push him. Colonel was all about the money. He wouldn't give him any, you know, he gave him very little time off. I mean, Elvis probably needed a year off at, at some point in the 70s, which the colonel never gave him. And the colonel got, you know, got a lot of that. He had like, I don't know if he, what percentage he got, but it was some outrageous percentage that he got of Elvis's earnings. Now, backtracking a little bit, we talked about it earlier, but Mike Stone was the name of the karate instructor. That's who it was, one. Mike Stone. Yeah, Mike Stone. Yeah. And I know Mike Stone in real life. Like, I actually know a guy named Mike Stone. I don't, like, not best friends with him, but I, you know. Yeah. I, forget, I think he lives on somewhere in Lynn, Massachusetts. God, that would be great if it was the actual Mike Stone that yeah, Priscilla it, cheated on. But it's not. No. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that was, but he did wind, I think he went, did he go back with, I think he went back with Priscilla. Um, did he? I think so at some point. Yeah, because they were living in Graceland. Oh, Graceland. Then we could talk about Graceland. Too. Well, that was, I mean, yeah. that, that's a tourist trap. Ever been down there? Never have. No, I've been my I. friends that have been there. They say it's worth it. Is you it? you got to go check it out. It's immaculate. It's pristine. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's all the above. Yeah. I would like to go see it. I would too, yeah. That'd be a I'm trip. I'm going to Graceland. Graceland. Dude. Memphis, Tennessee. We could do that sometime. We can, take, we can take our road trip and we can cool. do a podcast on the road. That would be cool. That, someday in the future, that's what we're going to be doing, people. Yeah, Mark our words. Yeah. We should. We could do a podcast right outside of Graceland. Tennessee's supposed to be awesome anyway. Austin. That'd be badass. Yeah. Oh, that's Texas. Sorry. Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah, know, Austin, Tennessee. I meant Nashville. <laughs> but 1973 to 1977 is when his health deterioration and death yeah. obviously occurred in 77. Yeah. But that's when the, his health just went down the shitter. Yeah. Just like constipated from the uh, painkillers. I think his drug of choice is painkillers. Percocet. Probably. You know, Dilaudid. And... To mention that real quick, Presley's divorce was finalized on October 9th of 1973. Oh, okay. So they so, didn't get back together. No. Okay. So no. you're wrong about that. Wanted to check you on that, bitch. <laughs> Fact check me. Bitch. And, um, well, he was semi. Towards the end of 73, he was hospitalized semi comatose from the effects of pethidine addiction. Oh, okay. And according to his primary care doctor, uh, George C. Nicopolis, Nicopolis, sorry. Presley felt that by getting drugs from a doctor, he wasn't the common everyday junkie, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> getting off the street. Right. Was he from Essex Street in Lynn? <laughs> Since his comeback, he had staged more live shows with each passing year, and in 1973 saw 168 concerts, his busiest schedule ever. Yeah. Despite his failing health in 74, right. he undertook another intensive tour schedule. Yeah. That's, the, that's just, the colonel. That's the colonel, colonel pushing, pushing that motherfucker. Right, right. And not taking care of his drug addiction. Yeah, that ca- that became a term too. Have you heard that? Like Elvis doctor, like you know, like the doctor you go to who just gives you pills. Like, oh yeah, it's an Elvis doctor, and that's what those doctors basically turned to. You know, and it's funny because in a, he, during um, a concert at the University of Maryland, he fell out of the limousine to his knees, coming you know approaching for the show. Yeah, and like a lot of people, I guess, went to jump up to help him. Yeah. And he was like, no, leave me alone. I'm don't Elvis. Fucking, I'm Elvis. Like basically saying, leave me alone. Like, right. fuck, don't help me. I don't need your fucking right. help, you fucking peasants. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. So there were signs that uh, things weren't well with Elvis. Although I don't think the public knew, but... He was yeah. drugged. He was, obviously, he was drugged. Yeah, he, and he was for a while. And it all came to a head on one August day in it's 1977 crazy. my father remembers where he was and he w- doesn't even like music but that's one of the few he remembers where he was when Kennedy got shot and, and when Elvis died yeah and that's like how we remember where we were yeah. when 9-11 happened yeah 
I remember where I was when Cobain died. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Little things like that. But yeah, yeah, that was a biggie though. I don't know. But at that point, Elvis was pretty much irrelevant. I mean. I mean, we hadn't had an album in the 70s. You know, they, a quick little fun, fun fact. They did sure. fire the um, Memphis Mafia bodyguards, Red West and Sunny West. Oh, okay. To cut, they had to cut back on expenses, and that was a lot of uh, Vernon Presley's doing, which was El- Elvis's Elvis' father. Elvis' father, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's sad, but true. I mean, not, you know. who knows, you know. You get enablers. You get, like, you know, your posse. Who knows if they're good or bad for you, you know. They're, they're probably getting them drugs most of the time, you know. You probably Crazy. don't. Th- you, you think Elvis is immortal, you know? I know. Now, now pop quiz, pop quiz, hot shot. Do you know when Press Elvis's final concert was? I do. Good. It was in 1980, believe it or not, which is weird because he no. Was dead of- oh, 1980. <laughs> you fucking idiot! Just <laughs> <laughs> <He> died. In- <laughs> yeah, that's well, the weird thing. This podcast, man, we we get. I mean, he says the most dumbest things sometimes, but I love the guy. What can I say? <laughs> no, that's the weird part. Yeah, I was dead for three years, and he actually showed up. Yeah, was, no, so I don't know. When so it, eventually, that, no, it was, was, it, um, was held on- in Indianapolis at the Market Square Arena on June 26. 1977. So wow. two months, pretty much, before he passed on. Was he still on tour? Because he died at Graceland on the toilet. Yeah, he know. died in Graceland. Okay. But yeah, he was still touring. Okay. He was still doing show, like, so he was shows. Tour, yeah. yeah. He was on, um, he was into Omaha. He went to Rapid City, South Dakota after a couple Oof. days after that. Um, he had a, a Way Down, which was a single in June of 1977. Like, he did some shit still. Like, uh, I don't. He was trying to, like, you know, just trying to say, I'm Elvis, I can do it, I can still do it. And he was yeah. just trying to, I mean, look, I, get a credit, I give credit to the man for just being ballsy and tough, yeah. uh, toughen up and say, look, I know I'm deteriorating. My health's falling apart. I'm not the man Ooh. I used to was. I'm a shell of what I used to be. Yada, yada, yada. But, man, the motherfucker still went out there yeah, but and gave maybe, it his all. Maybe that's not a good idea, though. Maybe that's time to, uh, you know, take care of your demons, take care of your addictions. Yeah. And, yeah. I think Elvis was destined to die fairly young, but he was 42. And music Sad. was changing fast at that point. He had punk and new wave and, you know. I mean, I don't think he... Imagine a, a, he probably would have done like a new wave single if he had lived, right? Worked yeah. with like the uh, Talking Heads or something. Probably, yeah, I wouldn't have doubted. Yeah, <laughs> some funny. crazy. It's always weird to think Madonna. about. Yeah, yeah. You never think know. about if or, these guys um, had lived. BGs. Yeah, yeah. Worked with Barry this, Gibb. Yeah, yeah. They should have. Barry Gibb could have written him a song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even Prince would have wrote him a song in the early eighties. <laughs> yeah, really. I know, it's crazy. It's, it's always funny. And then there was that whole thing. A lot of people think he, you know, faked his death. Remember the Elvis sightings? That was the thing in like the uh, the inquiries back in the eighties. You'd see like oh, we got a picture of Elvis here, and they'd have this like you know, yeah, this stupid picture. Well, of some, uh, and like, like you said, yeah, on a faithful Tuesday night in August sixteenth, nineteen seventy-seven, yeah, Presley was scheduled to fly out of Memphis to be- begin another tour. Wow. That afternoon, Ginger Alden discovered him in an unresponsive state on a bathroom floor. According to her eyewitness account, Elvis looked as if his entire body had completely frozen in a seated position while using the toilet and then had fallen forward in that fixed position directly in front of it, of it. It was clear that from the time whatever hit him to the moment he had landed on the floor, Elvis hadn't moved. Attempts to revive him failed, and his death was officially pronounced at 3.30 p.m. at the Baptist Memorial Hospital. Do you think he got the dump out? Sorry, you think he was able to get the dump that he had in. The I road? doubt it. He probably no. you, say he, had, you say he, would, he had fifty pounds of shit. If supposedly, yeah, they said that about John Wayne too. Fifty pounds of impacted shit in his and colon. President Jimmy Carter, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter, oh. issued a statement that credited Presley with having perma- 
permanently changing the face of American popular culture. Yeah. And yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Well, he did. So, obviously, his funeral was held at Graceland on Thursday, August 18th. Bunch of people there. Obviously, the, the media, 80,000 people, blah, wow. blah, blah, blah. Insane. Absolutely insane. Any uh, celebrities? Didn't say. Um, didn't say from what yeah. I read. And the, while an autopsy, uh, the cause of death was an autopsy was obviously undertaken the same day Presley died. It was still in progress. The immediate cause of, the immediate cause of death was obviously cardiac arrest. Yeah. And uh, that's obviously common sense. Brought on by a dump. Yeah. <laughs> well, trying to dump. Well, trying you to know, be- trying to squeeze out some of those dumps. Oh, my Imagine God. Being- <laughs> terrible, terrible. A Percocet dump. Crazy. Yeah. The poor guy just... Uh, Oh, it's funny. And it, I guess in 94, their Presley autopsy report was reopened. Joseph Davis, who had conducted thousands of autopsies as Miami-Dade County coroner, declared it as its completion. There is nothing in any of the data that supports a death from drugs. In fact, everything points to a sudden violent heart attack. See? Oh, okay. More recent research has revealed that Frisco, sorry, that Francisco did not speak for the entirety, entire pathology team. Other staff could say nothing with confidence, so they got the results back from the laboratories. So do they think it might have been like a genetic thing that he had? <clears throat> Who knows? Doesn't Who knows. really matter. Yeah, well, we all died. know Elvis wasn't taking care of himself at that point. But yeah, well, God. And it's bless. funny, like you said earlier. Yeah. Since nineteen seventy-seven, there have been numerous alleged sightings of Presley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't want to accept when people, you know. And in ten days from now, there'll be thousands upon thousands of people gathering, you know, gar- gathering outside of Grayson with candlelight vigils and rituals, and they'll just honor. Wow, they uh, still do death. that, huh? Oh yeah. Jeez. God bless. Seriously, crazy. It'll be fun, though, road trip down to Graceland. Do you like Graceland by Paul Simon? To Sorry? Go, do you like Graceland by Paul Simon? Eh, it's okay. Yeah, it's a good I album. like uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Sound of Silence. You don't like Paul Simon's solo career? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, you okay, Call yeah. Me Al with right. Chevy Chase. Oh, on Graceland, yeah. One of the best videos I love of that all video. time. Yeah. So... Yeah, Roly-poly I mean, little bat-faced bat girl. girl. <laughs> look around. Around, look around. Mr. Beer. <laughs> the architecture. It's <laughs> yeah, funny because yeah. just like the video like Hallelujah. you see, you know, Chevy Chase doing I love weird that. hand movements. I love Chevy that. Chevy Chase, that was, his, that was like the prime of his career. It was. Chevy Chase. 87, you know, 80s, I know. Early 80s. Right after Fletch. Late 70s. Yeah. The, the, all the, you know, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah. Like, still to this day, one of the best movies ever made. Love Funniest vacation. movies ever made. Love it. Love them all. Seen that movie a million times. Oh, me too. And I can watch, me and my it. Sister, I can watch yeah. it five days in a row. Oh, love it. I wouldn't get tired of it. Never liked the sequels too much. The European Vacation was the worst. It was. Christmas was great. I don't Vegas. like Christmas Vacation. What? I don't. I know. I know. Everyone likes it. I don't. Oh, well, piss on your hat. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is. That's how we died. That's how we have to end the podcast. <laughs> I mean, on such a downer, such a downer moment. His music lives on, though. Exactly, his music and his spirit lives on. People, what? we love you, Elvis. Wait, hold on, hold on. What's your favorite Elvis song? In the ghetto. Okay, I said that already. Like, no, you three did times. say that. What about like older stuff, though? Like from like the first wave of Elvis. Do you like? Um, um, well, Jail House like, Rock and Blue Hawaii. Don't be cruel. Don't, don't be cruel, and uh, of course, caught um, caught in a trap. That song. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Do you like, have you heard the early stuff like the Sun Sessions? Yes. Yeah. But those not are great. like no. in a long time. Okay, so that's, yeah. not, that's not new in my memory. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So in the ghetto. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the ghetto. Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. Um, Blue Hawaii. Blue, Blue Christmas. Hawaii. I love Blue Christmas. Yeah. Great, Christmas great stuff Christmas, was great. Right. Great Christmas stuff was really good. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, it's time to okay. shut the door on Mr. Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> well, God bless Elvis. We, yeah. Uh, if you say so. Yeah. Hey, rest in peace, buddy. Well, uh, I know your birthday's coming up. Your, your anniversary of, sorry, your anniversary of your death's coming up in 10 days. Yeah. So, is it what day is today anyways? I'm it's, sorry, nine days oh, now. Nine it's days, August yeah. 7th. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, like I said, I don't know much about Elvis. The fact, like, I, you know, listen to him all the time or talk about him all the time. But, you know, we yeah. felt, I felt like, out of respect, we had to do this podcast. Yeah. And I hope our listeners enjoy it. I think they appreciate did. it. And they will. I'm pretty sure they did. I think they did. They'll tell us if they didn't. Yeah, they will. Good idea. Good point on you, Maddie. <laughs> Mellow Maddie. Yes. Mellow Maddie. Mellow. But, um, yeah. So, that's with that said, day. I want to thank you to my fellow co-host, Mellow Maddie, for uh, some tantalizing conversation and uh, only getting me to sound the chooch alarm twice, I believe. No, just once. Was it once? Yeah. Yeah, just once. Yeah. I, I run to pull the trigger on the second time, but I Did said, you? Ah, I'll give him a break tonight. Okay, we'll let it slide. Yeah. Next podcast, I'll try to pull it two to three times. All right. With that said, I want to thank you. I want to thank our listeners, our devoted listeners, and especially I want to, again, give us our, our fellow mass hole some fucking flack for not listening <laughs> to us more. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> the nerve of the you. The nerve of you motherfuckers. We're your hometown boys. Yeah, we're your hometown fucking peep. What the Peeps. fuck? Yeah. Like, give us some love. Right. When you got places like Texas and California over you. Right. And tied with Minnesota as of last week. <laughs> like, what tied the fuck? Tied for 7th. Indi- India is listening to us almost more than you guys. <laughs> no. Like, come on. What the hell? What the hell is fucking sick? <laughs> like, come on, people. All right. They'll enough. step up. They'll step up. We'll step up. Yeah. You step up. That's all we can ask. We love you. We appreciate you. Stay sick, everyone, in a good way. Be safe. Take care of one another. Good night, Maddie. Good night, everyone. Good night, sir. Good night, people. Good night, people.